It's all buys and sells here uh, in the Trash Future studio floor as uh, we have I'm wearing exited. a multicolored jacket and waving <laughs> paper around. <laughs> uh, and, uh, oh, oh, look, um, it's uh, com- coming in wearing a... Uh, Wearing a jacket and talking into two phones, it's Alice. Yeah, I'm doing a vast amount of cocaine. Um, but mm. something about w- w- what stocks, though. Uh-huh. Any, any, you all heard of Enron? Because I have bought <laughs> loads of. Yeah, it. no, I was just doing that anyway. <laughs> and uh, wa- wandering in here off the street, wearing a uh, top hat with the pop topped up. With the top popped off, with the, like with a the pop topped off. And uh, coming in here, topping off his pop, it's Hussein. <laughs> I would love to have a top hat. I would yeah, like, you I, get one. Yeah, I, you I, can I would, afford one. I would love to just have a top hat or um, a fedora with like a feather on top. Yeah. So yeah. we can make top that. Top hat stops sure. can only go up. If there's any simps out there who want to like get me a gift. Soon, then, yeah, uh, <laughs> HK get an Amazon wish list, and it's all just like gentlemen's accessories. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> Ivory cufflinks, yeah. those two-tone shoes off, from the twenties. Off the back of all the stock market craziness that happened mm. uh, this week in time of recording, last week when you're listening to this, unless the craziness has kept on going. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's there's the no- that's the noise it makes in the stock market. <laughs> that's yeah, right. the noise the line is making right now. <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's right. Uh, I think what we're, we're all going to do to memorialize mm. this uh, psychotic week is uh, we are all going to start dressing like 18th century dandies. So mm. uh, spats, cravats, petticoats, uh, a top hat for every day of the week. Stop Invest roasting my shoes. Those shoes are a good idea, and I'm going to buy them. Invest in my spats spack. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that's very fun. Um, so no, no, we this is uh, this is Trash Future, that podcast you're listening to right now, um, and we are going to be talking about uh, the uh, GameStop shenanigans and all the crazy shit that's been going on in the market in the bonus episode with our friend <gasps> with our friend Quantian. You yeah, have to uh, pay us to hear it. Yeah, invest in the Trash Future That's Patreon. Right. Um, so we and will get investment advice. It is not legally investment advice. Uh, it's not legal investment. Do not do not ever invest. Do, do not use it as investment advice. It's not <laughs> investment uh, the advice. only advice we have is uh, never invest. Keep your money under a mattress. <laughs> just yeah, just start burying it and then holes in the ground. Yeah, yeah. Do the Escobar and put it in a big oil drum. <laughs> so um, with one of your gonna, enemies, we're going to be talking all about that in the bonus with Quantian. Uh, that bonus is out right now, so if you feel like hearing us talk about stocks and finance mm. uh, with someone who knows what's going on. Quantian knows when it stonks and when it is not stonks. Exactly. Yeah. That's his main thing. That's his whole job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah so he, we're has, gonna... he is the guy from the meme. If yeah. you're wondering who Quantian is in real <laughs> life, he's the guy with the really flat face from the meme. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we will be speaking to him um, again. If you want to hear that now, you can go listen to that now and come back to this. We will yeah, wait. If you listen, yeah. if you listen to that episode before the other one, um, that's technically called a quantology. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, if you listen to that episode before this one, that's actually arbitrage, and uh, Robin Hood's going <laughs> to shut down your podcast. Down. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's insider trading. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's um, let's 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 talk. Uh, there's some more British stuff that's been happening. I feel like we oh, haven't talked about Britain British yet. stuff. Blimey. When we say okay, British, wait, stuff, got- we know what that means, right? We, it means like yeah. militarized, uh, a, a, a militar, militarized uh, bathrooms. 
Actually, yeah. hang on. I've got I've got some British stuff. I've got a startup. What do we want to talk about first? Let's do the star sub. Let's do the, yeah, do yeah, the yeah, dessert yeah. before the vegetables, all right. please. Mm. All right, all right, all right. We're going to have podcast outside today, and we're going to start with the startup. <laughs> That's right. Um, the startup is called uh, Walking Duck. Uh, okay. okay. Oh, you're harmonized. Not a, not a sitting duck. No, not a sitting duck. A walking, walking duck. duck. Walking duck. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. It's supposed to be the opposite of a lame duck. Okay. So it walking gives duck. a president stuff to do in the last few months of his term. <laughs> but the thing sort is, of. that like, wa- like, okay, the opposite of a lame duck wouldn't be a walking duck because, like, ducks, th- their primary means of conveyance is flying. Yeah. Not wa- like they're bad at walking. Yeah, or swimming. They suck yeah. at walking. Like they do it very slowly and awkwardly. They look stupid. Are you, you suggesting that duck? potentially this startup might be um, an ill-conceived, stupid idea? That is, I would never suggest that, Riley. Ideas. I, you know, this is an investment podcast, and what we do is recommend startups that you should invest in. That's right. The irony is, actually, you should invest in all the startups we talk about on this show because more idiots are going to buy the shares at a higher price after we have talked about them. Like, definitely. They will all increase in value. They're dumb ideas. No, you should not invest in anything. You <laughs> <laughs> Legally, that is not advice. Legally, you should not invest no, in anything we're just gonna, yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to list a bunch of meme stocks that we think it would be funny to invest in, and then do not invest in them. Or if you do, don't invest yeah. in them because of us. Legally, no, do, I, legally, do not invest in anything. Legally, we can say it would be funny. We cannot say it would profit you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, no, it's called Walking Duck. Hussein, what do you think Walking Duck is? Oh, man, so, like, look. If a sitting duck is kind of vulnerable to it, I mean, I'm actually, I'm actually sort of like at ends of this. I, I, a part of me is kind of saying that is it just kind of like some weird fashion brand? Um, it is a brand, but it's they're a all, fashion they're brand. all brands. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And is it kind of something to do with like security or cybersecurity? No, your property will not. be protected by a single duck, which will walk around <laughs> it wearing yeah. hivers. Yeah, Untitled right. duck company. Uh, uh, Alice, any guesses? Oh God, walking duck, walking duck. Give me something else. Give me some more details. Okay, because the moment I give you any details, it has it okay. is such a thin premise. Okay, but th- there's one funny thing about it that I want to get to. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna unload you what the premise okay. is right now. Can any news organization bridge the separate realities that the re- light, left and the oh, right seem to no. occupy? Not one of these. Not one of these. Wasn't it's wasn't, walking toward us media? Wasn't there like yeah? Wasn't there already like a startup that we did that tried to do this? Unheard was kind of, kind of doing this, but and, there was and, another one too. Uh, uh, was, that that yeah. thing was like this Horses, was like a, yeah, yeah. This was like a tech company, and what it was supposed to do was like it was supposed to kind of it took all the kind of inaccurate things from left media and inaccurate mm. things from right media and then its solution would be sort of like the midway point which it's deemed like the accurate oh yeah that was a different that wasn't right. tortoise that was a different thing i don't yeah. remember i think that was the one that was like the, that we did that one with uh philosophy tube but there's, there's, there's like if a, it was a duck website yeah, there was, but website. there's like an entire genre of like news out news and media companies that like have constantly tried to do this and they've either all ended up as unheard i.e like places that are kind of mostly right-wing very like kind of reactionary and also like promote a lot of uh conspiracy theories uh without like you know but it's sort of like all gen it's like gentrified conspiracy theories mm. okay, well here's here's a little more detail about walking duck and hussein that's um 
That's absolutely right. And if you want to know, wonder whether or not this is going to just mm. uh, fall into a very, uh, you might say, again, number one, the idea that an ideologically neutral op-ed page is the solution to anything is very stupid. Um, <laughs> but number two, the other thing is you have to remember is that this startup is the barest whisper of a premise because okay. it's just a website and like a tweet aggregator and a newsletter. That once was a dream. And it was the incredibly lib op-ed page, but you could only whisper it. <laughs> and so Walking Duck was founded by um, Mark Halperin. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and Halperin is far um, away from California. Sorry, I should say, Walking Duck was founded by disgraced, disgraced Mark Halperin. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> Disgraced former Mark Halperon. Mark Halperon. <laughs> it was dis- it was founded by yeah disgraced uh, ABC journalist and current Newsmax host right. Mark Halperon. Newsmax, where the news is to the max. Uh, super he Trumpy was, Newsmax is. He was like one. Of, Mark Halperon was one of the first media Me Too guys, right? Like, uh huh. Yep. I'm trying to. He was like he he put his dick on a woman's shoulder is the one i remember there was a bunch of other stuff but he like he came up behind an intern and just like laid his dick on her shoulder why yeah. does that seem like a mason's thing <laughs> yeah like, why uh, that right? feels like an initiation of yeah, some it sounds kind. like it's... something that would happen like a bullington club initiation yeah you have to like roll yeah. up one sleeve and then like yeah, shake yeah. the dick oh uh, i'm sorry i thought you were a pig yeah. So, um, what, so basically, um, yeah, disgraced, disgraced former journalist uh, and current again, like Newsmax host, which is one I, of the yeah. news and Newsmax is one of the news outlets that Trump still likes. And I mean, again, right, this whole like, oh, if you make accusations against men, it destroys their career. Well, kind of evidently not, right? It just shifts mm. them into a slightly more grifty one. It doesn't yeah. destroy their career if they're rich and powerful already. It destroys their career if they're like uh, mm. someone. It, the irony is that it only holds the not powerful to account. Mm. The branding. Is oh no, the that's the opposite of what we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Mark Mark Halperin, as well as Paul and Audra Wilkie, who are backing it with Excuse their PR me? firm, Upright Position Communications. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Legitimate <laughs> businessman social club. <laughs> well, no, nothing going on here. PR and communications. So while the startup is producing... this is the, like, their, their website is barely anything, so this is just from TechCrunch. While the startup is producing a variety of content and events, including virtual town halls, there are three main pieces to the Walking Duck strategy at launch. The Walking Duck mm-hmm. website, which aggregates news from other publications with additional commentary. And boy, have I captured some of the additional commentary. Okay. Uh, plus, Hal- Mark Halperin's personal newsletter, The Wide World of News. Oh man, I no. love the wide world of news. I love the news. You're fucking winding me up. The <laughs> wide world of news. The worldwide news <laughs> the garage. That? Yeah. <laughs> and his Newsmax show, Mark Halperin's focus group. <laughs> oh fuck. This is no. just this is just like this is just such transparently nonsense wonk shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they should have focus grouped this fucking idea. <laughs> yeah. Rack. That's right. Um <laughs> Rack off me fucking podcast. So they say that they're unique because they have a show. Like his focus group brings four brings four Trump voters and four Biden voters from across the country over Zoom and it has them attempt to find common ground. Oh Jesus wow. fucking Christ. Okay. That's that's effectively that is that is the, the content produced by that 
is exactly the same as when they get dementia sufferers together to have a little chit chat to kind of get their mind active, right? Like that's exactly the same as going to one of those groups and just looking on. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, what we have here is uh, we have a uh, disgraced journalist bothering some normal people, uh, mm-hmm. and we've dressed it up as a startup with uh, and a PR firm has dressed it up as a tech startup, and I think that's very funny. Cool. Um, but what I think is most funny about Walking Duck is uh, not its uh, completely insane uh, concept. No, of it course. It is their bits of commentary on the news. That's what we uh, need. Okay. If, there's, if there's anything so, the news needs, it's more commentary. That's right. That's I've been right. Uh, that, no, that, that's right. It is good. Uh, it is good to comment on the news. It's a, a valuable way to contribute to society. That's no, right. <laughs> um, Except in this case. <laughs> yes. Um, so I've opened up the Walking Duck website. Uh, in fact, I'm just going to put it in the, um, I'm going to put it in the Twitter chat right now. Uh, I'm going to put it in Shame Clown. <laughs> that's the name of our group DM. Uh, yeah, that's our group right. DM is named Shame Clown. That's right. Uh, and then. I can't even remember why. It was something someone said to Nate. Yeah, it was funny. So, uh, Milo. It please, was funny. It's not anymore. Please look at walkingduck.com. This is their website. It's a tech company. Um, it appears oh, great. to just be. Okay. Journo uh, to know. Now, appears, that's a great It appears to be. Little ca- little like uh, category cards uh, that link mm. to tweets. Mm-hmm. So it's like a tw- it's like a, it's like a Twitter it's like a it's like a tweet deck. What but, if what if Twitter was on a bad website? But then there's a little thing that says the duck says. Oh no! <laughs> oh honey! Oh come on! Um. So uh, let's see. Uh, some of the things the duck says, like on Trump and impeachment, the duck says just it's the, the summary is just Democrats are considering a one week impeachment trial, censure resolution after GOP signals a likely acquittal of Trump. So some of them are Thanks, serious. Duck. This, we but gotta hey. get back to like news and briefs from uh, <laughs> from page three, right? Oh yeah, that ruled. Um, That'd be better. So then here's another here's another couple ones though. Um, uh, for business and the economy. Uh, the duck says, when I walk into a drugstore, buy some chapstick, pay by credit card, and say, what put it on my bill. What would a duck need chapstick for? It doesn't have lips. <coughs> yeah. up. And say, put it on my bill. I'm content in knowing interest rates aren't on the rise. Wait, so the joke is put it on oh, my bill because oh, he's a duck. Me, but the fact course. that he's aware that he has a bill and not lips suggests that he shouldn't be buying the chapstick. <laughs> maybe What's he's wrong? buying it for his mistress. Is he dissociative? <laughs> maybe he's a French duck. Yeah, maybe. Here's here's another. He's, he's a la orange at all times. <laughs> another really good, fun one. This is um this is under world news. Okay. okay. Um, sometimes I quote unquote duck out of the pond for a few days, oh, but if I'm like gone this, for a I year, uh, call the authorities because something is asunder. 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 I don't. I'm not sure you can use asunder like that. I I, I know that. Well, I suppose tried. the duck could have been like rent asunder. Yeah, the duck's like been hung, drawn, and quartered. Is, uh, something is apart. Yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> Unfortunately, is... I encountered some French chefs on my way to buy <laughs> chapstick, and now I am pate. This is this is quite <laughs> this is quite literally as impenetrable as the Lex Aquilia. Um, That's right. What else do we have? Uh, tech. The duck says Silicon Valley went from being the quote unquote it place to be to being the regional equivalent of a super fun cleanup site. Turns out, ducks who can fly away have. You know oh what, damn, that's crazy though. You know, do you know what this kind of, you know what this kind of reminds me of? It reminds yeah, me of what? like so. There's this bit in the IT crowd, the uh, the sad, the, the one of the kind of unfortunately Graham Linehan related shows that before Graham um, Linehan lost his mind. Before he lost his mind, mm. it was actually like quite a good comedy writer. And there's like an he's episode- on TikTok now, by the way. 
he's on he's on TikTok and he's trying to get the teens to like embrace his his way of thinking and he's just getting owned. Mum, <laughs> mum's talk. Is yeah. He, yeah, is he doing? Is he doing like duets with like I don't know, like Lil Zam? <laughs> oh my god, we need a right wing TikTok. That would be so cool. No, we don't. Oh, we don't need a right wing TikTok. Anyway, what I was going to say was this reminds me of this IT crowd episode where um, I think Moss is like, uh, who's like the nerdy kind of uh, IT worker. He he uses this website where um, a computer just generates like talking points about football matches, so he can sound like one of the blokes. Um, and this sort of just reminds me of like, okay, well, if like, you know, this is just like a very, it's, 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 it's a very weird generic thing that like, if I wanted to sound smart to a certain group of kind of imagined centrists, then maybe I would say this. But the problem is, is that again, like this is one of those news, like aggregation systems that completely misunderstands its audience on the basis that they assume that like the people who they they want, they're targeting aren't already kind of like and very happily reading all this stuff to begin with. And that's mm-hmm. how they, like, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely one of those things where it's like, well, who are you trying? Are you, are you trying to like talk to people who just literally can't be bothered and want like a snapshot or, you know, cause it's not just a summary. It's sort of like, it's also kind of like opining. I don't know. I don't know if that like makes any sense, but it's well, just, I, I think, I think the thing to, one of the things I like to think about with, uh, with stuff we talk about is who is this for and what's it doing? Um, and this is uh, clearly um, I, I, my, my theory is potentially like Mark Halperin has something over this uh, married couple of uh, PR IPO gurus. <laughs> <laughs> He's standing there with his dick on their shoulder being like type <laughs> and like and it is it. I was going to say, maybe he's like a third in their marriage. I don't know. But what I do know, <laughs> I, what I do know is that um, this is perhaps one of the uh, uh, cutest ideas I've ever seen from 2004. Yeah. It's one thing we love in this in this polycule, and it's sucking, fucking, and ducking. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But like, like if, if if only we'd done this in 2004, we would have de-radicalized everybody, and it would have yeah, been everyone, fine. In the, everyone would have everyone would have become Nazis because they because if they got radicalized on the Walking Duck. That's right. In in, in the good news section of this uh, this this website or whatever. Which again is like a good mm. tell of like how this is something that this is a technology that like is very sort of two thousand four esque and the whole like you know good news uh, good news newspapers and stuff. So it just kind of like mm. aggregates a few kind of just like you know it advocates like a uh, it aggregates say like duck video it, you know just a couple of like you know nonsense stories. The duck says a bread bowl glove for my coffee is nice, but a Danish glove for my coffee now that would be good news. And I'm just it, it sounds. Yeah, that's the news. Dana. That's what's going on. People want to know what's going on. <laughs> it seems like you don't like the news to say, and that's the vibe I'm getting people from you. People want to, like, I don't know, but this is the term Danish glove sounds really weird. Yeah, it Danish sounds like a euphemism for some incredibly depraved sex act. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mark Halperin caught giving one of his interns a Danish glove. Yeah, like you're fucking a hot a hot pocket, but it's full of ludafisk. <laughs> <laughs> it's just when you um, come in somebody's gloves. And then there's, right, like, and right. there's like one final block. This is blank. Yeah, in Denmark, we come in our gloves to keep the hands warm. All right, so um, <laughs> I think that's that, that, like there's very little left in Walking Duck. It's conceptually very thin, as I told you. I just really loved those little uh, the duck says sound bites. Yeah, not to be confused with Peking Duck, which uh, is delicious. Also, before we get to British stuff, uh, did you all did you all see what's happening with Leon Black? What's happening with uh, Leon Black? Like uh, a friend Leon of the Black. show. Uh, no, I am very happy. 
I am very happy and fulfilled in my life. I do not. Uh, I do not intend to take my own life. If I do, it is it was not me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if I do investigate Yam Malzalek. Uh, so no. Uh, so basically. Um, it turns out that Leon Black's private equity firm paid $158 million to Jeffrey Epstein from hmm. 2012 to 2017. And everyone was like, huh, what? I, 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 Sam Hill wonder why he went ahead and did that. And weird how the reference on the transfer is pedophilia services. The reference to the transfer is not that. Uh, uh, legally, you, that's you, not you what it go, says. That, that's fine. You just have to put that for tax. It's fine. It's not actually what <laughs> yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was related to tax because he was saying. Oh, fuck. Pedophilia is tax deductible. No, he was basically saying. <laughs> they're technically yeah, I use this mosque as an office for my pedophilia business so I can get yeah. a deduction on it. So basically. Leon Black says that um, Epstein was his high-priced advisor on issues rating, raising, ranging from audits by the tax authorities, management of his yacht and private plane, uh-huh. and dispute over the ownership of a Picasso sculpture, which again is odd, because usually... Well, Epstein's an expert on like who owns well, things. No, it's because ordinarily, someone at the pinnacle of their field, like he was supposed to be, is super good at one thing. He's not also a tax accountant and a stock guru and, a and an art arbitrage owner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he and was also, crucially, pedophile. I cannot stress this enough, also a pedophile. Yeah. I, I, Epstein is welcome to sue us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait uh, a second. So- We're getting a summons from Serbia. <laughs> so over two decades, this is from the New York Times, Mr. Black confided in Epstein regarding personal matters. I'm sure huh? he did. Uh, leaned on him as an architect of and strict taskmaster for the private office that mm. managed his investments. The men socialized and held meetings at Epstein's Caribbean islands and uh-huh. his other properties in throughout the world. Uh-huh. Uh, the pair last spoke in 2018 after Epstein sent emails that made what were called by Mr. Black's lawyers, quote, unsubstantiated work that he had performed for Mr. Black and demanded more cash. Uh, huh. Huh. <laughs> I wonder why he would do that. <laughs> and I also wonder why he would then give him money if they were unsubstantiated. Unsubstantiated? Wo- I hate it when I just do some work for somebody for free, oh, and then no. when I tell them about it, they're like, oh, yeah, you didn't do this. So, Riley, can you just. Did he receive these requests in the mail? <laughs> what, what color was that mail? <laughs> so, so, what happened here is that Epstein. Um, Epstein basically said, according to a report by Apollo's lawyers, that um, he would quote, Epstein would quote, reference personal matters that Black had shared with Epstein in confidence Aww. in an attempt to extort more money from him. Yeah, that's that's personal not cool. Personal matters is a weird way to call it, yeah. But they this also, Epstein nice broke the do. bro code, yeah. and that was really his greatest defense. <laughs> they they like, also yeah. note that their report added, there is no evidence that any of these matters had any relationship to any of Epstein's criminal of activity uh-huh. or of any Black, of Black's payments to Epstein. Okay. So Case, I, I case they were just, closed. It's all just yeah. a massive coincidence. No, it's, it's a, um, Epstein had a really really intense pre-woke period on his old mm. long Twitter account. <laughs> That's right, yeah. That's um, right. And what, what no, no, I should clarify that the mail said to Black. It wasn't Black Mail. It was addressed to someone called... <laughs> sorry for that confusion. Um, so what it's I think Black is, Space uh, Mail. So uh, what, what, basically, what I think is really funny here, though, is they were like had to come up with all of this shit that Epstein was supposedly doing for them. <laughs> and so they just ended up with this laundry list of things that involve like massive tax avoidance, which, again... Probably yeah. true because, and then they note that um, Epstein would Epstein like I was at the root of all these brilliant ideas, but also like always stole the like took credit for the work of others. 
That's right. So yeah. I'm basically starting to dislike this Jeffrey Epstein guy. <laughs> he kind of seems like a kind of a dick. Just, Jeffrey Epstein wasn't even a successful pedophile. He was actually like clout. <laughs> he was like just stealing clout from someone. Yeah, so what? What is? So what's? What's? Uh, There's like a Nikola Tesla of pedophilia. Yeah. Who's like the unsung hero of so Jeffrey Epstein? What's, what's funny about this, I think, is just is just like scrambling to just to like, oh, come on, invent something. He did invent something. He did. What did he do? What did he do? Ah, tax. He did our tax stuff. But what? what wasn't he like an investment guru? No, he was a tax guru as well and a statue ownership guru. Whatever. That's why we paid him 158 million. <laughs> Dollars. Wasn't, wasn't he mm. just, uh, you know, a, a high school math teacher? I, I'm just a high school math teacher. That's very anti-worker of you, Alex. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> be better, okay? <laughs> Finally, we found a teacher who wants to reopen the schools. So, uh, some of Epstein's <laughs> ideas, some of Epstein's ideas were uniquely creative and useful. People with the familiar with the work told told the lawyers. However, noting earlier in the article, he said he would often just steal ideas from other people. In particular, he could motivate Black to concentrate on certain family office issues in a way that others could not. Motivate. That's an interesting, hmm. interesting choice. Hiring words. a motivational pedophile to blackmail you <laughs> is the funniest thing. Right? It's like a personal trainer. They help you really push through your goals by threatening to allegedly expose your alleged misdeeds if you don't. I mean, Going like, to a child's parents' evening, we're like, oh no, don't worry, this is just my motivational pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my service pedophile. They, they remind you of the, uh, the, uh, the glory of childhood wonder when you've all lost mm. it in the, uh, in the realm of work and the uh, grind of the nine to five. They remind you that there's, yeah, an that inner, makes sense. there's an inner child inside you that deserves to be touched once in a while. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's what, uh, Leon Black had to be motivated extra hard to uh, keep holding GameStop, which is, I assume, how he made his money. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so I, I just thought I thought that was v- it, uh, the, v- let's say the subtext of that New York Times story was particularly funny. Oh yeah, I find it very funny the way they kind of led with the like, yeah, he was my tax and statue guy, so of course I went and hung out with him on his pedophilia island. What you have to understand is at the time it wasn't known as his pedophilia island. No, it's a statue I, island. Yeah, I don't put this past rich guys. I thought though. all those children were statues. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that was my understanding. I, I don't put this. I don't put something like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to go hang out on my statue guy's private island." Uh, past any of these uh, monsters, <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like falling for kind of like uh, ancient Greek like myth level traps. Like, would you like to come and hang out on my statue island? Sure. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Fair in ancient Greece, every island was a pedophilia island. Mm, and a right. statue island. And a and statue a- island, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, yeah, he was just two a- great tastes that taste great <laughs> together. Just a classicist. <laughs> all right, we've, all right, we've come to a synthesis here, which is the more statues you have, the more pedophilia you do. Which is why we're trying to get rid of them in Britain. Th- I've right. been saying this. <laughs> Look, many uh, times. Speaking of, speaking of Britain, I, there's another trend I've noticed in Britain, right? I want to talk oh, about no. some of the, like... A little, a little like uh, Brexit. How are we doing? Uh, review. Yo, how are we doing? Um, <laughs> eh, Checking man. in. Have you have you taken your pills? Have you drunk water today? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, remember, the remember, Sun podcast. Remember to That's love right. yourself. That's right. Um, no. Uh, so you remember? Okay, remember the episode we did about like right wing alternative tech ecosystem? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, like right wing TikTok, which is going to be a That's thing. Kind of emerging now, uh, but right wing British civil society, like. Uh, not that British civil society institutions aren't already incredibly, like, you know, reactionary and ghoulish, but, like, further right-wing ones are starting to emerge that are, like... like cool. Oh, cool. There's two. So we've all seen, I think, probably Counterweight, which is a Citizens Advice Bureau for, uh, you know, 
Mark Halperin, basically. Mm-hmm. Awesome. If, if you've been canceled by the woke mob uh, and the free speech union hasn't managed <laughs> the woke to... mob. Yeah. Uh, nice reputation you got there. It would be a shame if something were to uh, happen That's right. to it. If you've been <laughs> I ca- noticed that you've not been putting any X's at the end of uh, ethnic <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Now, I'm a legitimate businessman, but some people, they might take exception legitimate to that. business person, I think you'll find, yeah. Woke Mafia. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a legitimate business mux. <laughs> <laughs> He's a rickst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a waste management spixulist. <laughs> Actually, I'm a waste person mint spixulist. Oh, nice. Very good. Um, so let's talk about this. Uh, Counterweight is a citizen's advice bureau for people who are feeling silenced by uh, the woke agenda at work. Mm-hmm. Feeling silenced. So it's like it's like the normal citizens' advice bureau, which is a place where you can go to like ask about like debt consolidation or yeah. how to get on the electoral register. And then there's counterweight. Star podcast. Then there's counterweight, which is a citizens' advice bureau for like if you're worried you won't be able to say the word anymore. Yeah, or they're gonna tell you to stop jerking off in your coworker's gloves. My boss keeps telling me about my Ahihago hoodie is inappropriate. To wear in to you know to to wear in meetings and quite frankly that is a uh, that is an attack on both me and my culture. Oh shit! It was created by Helen Pluckrose, one of the uh, one of the like one of the people who's constantly complaining on the internet about grievance studies. Oh sure. Oh my goodness. You know what's interesting is that like they that whole like about uh, because she did this book with like James Lindsay and like they've been. Uh, they've sort of been like at kind of the, they've done, their, their grift has always been like, you know, we're in academia tangentially and we can see the kind of like woke agenda corrupting academia, despite the fact that like neither of them have, I think, held like professorial positions or mm-hmm. have really been involved in any form of like curricular formation. Um, yeah. But their book around like, their book around kind of post and and also like it, it, their book around like how postmodernism has like infected the arts and everything, where like their analyses of postmodernism just like are really bad and inaccurate, like as you'd expect. But they've had a falling out recently because James Lindsay keeps kind of like posting cringe on the timeline. Um, what kind of cringe? Just like yeah, yeah, oh, you have to kind of like worse like, than normal. Yeah, you kind of have to look at his timeline, but like if some like so number one, so Jim, James Lindsay is like one of the biggest post like posting brains online. So if you say anything to him, he will respond to you, and he'll like quote tweet you, and he'll kind of like so he he'll respond to anything that you send him. Um, and even like people who like dunk on him, and he and he did this like video where he did like did this kind of weird dance with like a giant Chinese sword in his driveway. I don't know if you guys have seen cool. it. This cool. It looks yeah, very, that sounds cool. It, this guy sounds cool. This guy sounds, I'd like a citizen's advice bureau to tell me where to find him. It looks very, it looks very, very funny. And there's lots of people that like sort of dunk on him because he just looks ridiculous in this video. Um, but I feel like as the video sort of got circulated, he became worse. So he started like doing like your mum jokes to people. And he started talking mm-hmm. about like how big his dick is and how like, you know, he loves to kind of, uh, should like show how big his yeah. dick is on like the real the thing transport. is to talk about how small it is. And this, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> and this confrontation, this is a confrontation, uh, or like this tendency is directly confrontational to what Helen Pluckrose thinks like they should be doing. So she represents, I guess, in this sense, like the more quote like sensible side yeah, of this whole thing. So what, so this what is Helen Pluckrose about separation? So hmm. What Helen Pluckrose has said is, uh, sorry, I don't care about the rights of corporations to impose their woke values on employees. 
So uh, she she says, I'm a leftist, which means she is the Dubious. kind of leftist that you are uh, when you have a brain hemorrhage. <laughs> um, oh, dead. Yeah, because cool. uh, this is, again, like, yeah, of, of course, like all of, we've talked about this a billion times. Yeah, of course, like, you know, when like Lloyd's Bank presents Pride Week. Yeah, of course, it's disingenuous. But like, also, you know, I don't see you standing up for the rights of Norman Finkelstein, uh, counterweight. So uh, shut up. And they, um, and, and they also won't stand up for the rights of gamers to reinstitute the sexy Keanu Reeves into cyberpunk. That's right. <laughs> uh, let's all, there's another one as well, though, which I saw in an Alison Pearson article, which is H-A-R-T, uh, heart, which is the uh, right-wing alternative to Sage, because they don't like that Sage keeps saying that COVID is happening. Oh, we're doing right-wing science? Like, yeah. oh, you're yeah, asking no, all these scientists what's um, happening with the virus, but we have calipers. Wait, 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 what was that heart? That's a, like a paramedic thing. They've just nicked their name. There's also the assay agent's heart. Huh. Um, God, what was... Uh, it's, like, it's, it's right-wing Lysenkoism. That's what it is. Hmm. What's Lysenkoism? Lysenkoism was, it was the like yeah, Stalinist kind of um, evolutionary science where it was quasi-Darwinian, but not really. And also you could kind of make crops grow better by doing dialectics to them. Yeah, oh, okay. it was bas- basically, it's like, uh, more, just more like evidence. science. More evidence of, kind of. Um, of, the, uh, of, of like Britain and the, and the US by extension, but in this case, just Britain uh, being sort of like a bad expensive version of the soviet union we have our own lysenkoism now awesome <laughs> cool um in, in the article that allison pearson introduces this in she's basically getting mad at the tv for like saying that COVID is bad she says i switched channels in disgust but how many frightened and impressionable viewers were paralyzed by this remorseless scaremonger <laughs> what uh, yeah uh oh, shit okay why do you have why, why do you why is that well it's also like Right, like the all of the columnists, and we've said this, I think, when we talked about like Raphael Bear uh, giving himself a heart attack with the news. They just mediate their entire life through the news, and they mm. just exist to consume news, and they just want the news to make them happy because their entire experience of the entire world is based on just watching the news. So if the news says that COVID is gone, that they don't have to be anxious and worried anymore. The news can tell them that things are nice. What I genuinely don't understand about these people, and like, this is a real, like, normally I can pathologize whatever fucked up shit it is they're doing, but Mm. what I genuinely don't understand with someone like this is how she's mad that via the news she's found out that 100,000 people have died from COVID and she's like, this is scaremongering. And it's like, but wh- okay, what do you think those people have died of? Like, do you think they would otherwise have normally died? Like, what is your, what is your explanation? Well, yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 they like genuinely say that. They're like, you know, they're still kind of perpetuating the whole thing of like, oh, they all had like, you know, really severe underlying health issues, which again is not true. Um, you know, you know, it's quite, it's quite, it's really interesting, especially in the context of like, this ongoing debate about opening schools, closing schools, et cetera. Um, that like we keep like the same debates keep happening around uh, you know, what constitutes a COVID death and what doesn't, as if like we're not gonna play out this thing of like the schools are gonna reopen and then like all the kids are gonna go in and then infections are gonna rise, and then that will force cl- that will force schools to get, you know, to close. And like we'll just keep on having the same thing over and over and over again. Um, mm. all, because all we can make is culture war. That's right. all we make. 
Hmm. What's also incredible about it is that the people who are always going like in Britain, particularly, oh, we need to we need to end the lockdown. We need to get back to normal are like the people who look like they would die the hardest from COVID. <laughs> like these are like oh, like, oh, yeah, we need to end the lockdown and stop being such wusses, says the guy who was the first person in history to be diagnosed with gout of the pancreas. <laughs> <laughs> but and what I think is interesting is like much like a lot of like, you know, British right wing journalists. um, she has sort of accidentally said something correct and interpreted it in, in, in entirely the wrong way. Ah. Which is this. She said, um, I'm angry. Angry that night after night, uh, the BBC drives the juggernaut of panic straight into viewers' homes. The juggernaut of no, panic. Join me <laughs> in the juggernaut of panic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, that's how you know Gorka's British is that he exudes this energy. Uh, I was gonna say it's the the juggernaut of panic uh, for uh, you know uh, Virginia Woolf and uh, what Adrian Stephen and all the other uh, sort of Bloomsbury group to sort of trick their way onto by wearing blackface. Who's afraid of Virginia COVID? Uh, that no, that this actually happened. Um, uh, so uh, anyway, let's uh, uh, moving swiftly on. But what uh, but what Alison Pearson has kind of got right is like yeah, this the that most people sort of just experience experience the entire external world through a through a media that doesn't know how to do anything other than just make them anxious um but what she or her solution is just like be happier why, why can't you why can't you make me happy news <laughs> mm. <laughs> i'm looking forward to many many more of these as everything gets progressively worse i mean isn't yeah. i mean this is essentially just like a distillation of coke right um, yeah it's copium and and we see and we and we've seen this even with like the Brexit stuff too, like you know, with the whole kind of you know, with with all the news stories about like angry fishermen who like have are like of dealing with like trucks of just rotting fish and like eels and stuff, you know, and like cheese farmers and stuff like that, um, and just like view just kind of like just the realization that all the promises of like yeah things will be fine and like even with a trade deal like you know everything's going to be like, everything's going to be smooth. Um, like their response to kind of like angry, like people who voted for Brexit on the basis of these promises is not like addressing these problems, but either kind of engaging further into like culture wars around statues, which is kind of like the whole generic stuff. Um, or just to basically say that like, oh, why don't you focus on the positive? Stop talking the country down, etc. Which I guess, again, is like another culture war, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no greater metaphor for Britain at the current moment than a truck full of rotting eels. <laughs> Co coked up eels. Coked what about up. the 10,000 sex asses stuck at Calais? <laughs> <laughs> I still laugh at that. I think about that all the time. Uh, so I'm going to do a little more from Alison Pearson's article because this is very funny. Um, uh, 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 I agree that, that there are so many positive statistics and stories which would bring much-needed optimism to millions of battle-weary Britons. Yeah, like, actually, 35,000 people tested positive, but you won't see that on the news. Yeah, the <laughs> rest only... How about this? Only 35,000 people tested positive in a country of about 60 million. That's right. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, she says, why doesn't the BBC ask uh, why the UK doesn't publish COVID recovery numbers? Probably because people would start uh, you know, kissing each other. Uh, but I love this. <laughs> many, many Telegraph readers are angry too. Quote, my wife and oh, I have no. just calmed down sufficiently after the BBC News to email you wrote, John, like a fussy child. <laughs> oh, wow. I hate it when I have to calm down after the BBC News. <laughs> I watch the B that's, that's the most British thing as well, right? Is writing an angry letter to the Telegraph so a columnist can agree with you after pacing around your room because you're mad at the TV. <laughs> my wife using the bellows from an old-timey fire to blow laudanum into my butthole so that I can send an email. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, let's see. <clears throat> this is fun. Did Clive Meary and his editor learn their skills from Drop the Dead Donkey, the Channel 4 sitcom? Oh, only the most topical of references here. Yeah, they- like when, when the fuck was this woman last engaged with reality? Like 1986? Because that is like kind of where she's at with reference. <laughs> Love that. Like that was big like before I was born. Yeah. You remember the character played by Stephen Tompkinson who always manufactured and quote bigged up his sensational no, school no, stories? No. Remember it! Because it was getting on for 40 years ago. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I do, John. I do. God, it's so, like, if you are above the age of 50 in this country, you just live in a different reality. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. This is where it's like, I want the news to make me happy again like it did in the 90s. That's right. Things could only get better. Though. I, want the new- mm-hmm. I want the news to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, want, I, I, I want to, I want to watch... Um, I want to watch new episodes of Only Fools and Horses, but where they're still young. Actually, no, <laughs> Only Fools and Horses is good and based. We won't, we won't, be, we won't be decrying Only Fools and Horses they, on this they, episode. Or, or, or other things. But did yeah. somebody mention the music of D. Ream? I, I, love, I love talking about those days. You know, it, was, it was a crazy time before I became a renowned cosmologist. Um, and anyway, and so all of this is happening in the background, right? The sort of just... Uh, the, you can just see that it's not even like the like the um like sort of just the UK media is so much and and, and political class indeed is fiddling while Rome burns so much as they're mm. just like I don't know playing a fart box or something yeah. like blowing a, like fucking a sex playing arse. the kazoo yeah. while Rome burns <laughs> playing the kazoo while Rome burns because the I mean the, because the, playing the music of extremely topical band Yazoo while Rome burns <laughs> because. The, uh, the the what we have yeah play, playing the theremin while Rome burns um, because we have we now have like in in this again in this climate where it, the the concerns uh, still seem to be around has wokeness gone too far and um is the, why doesn't everyone yeah. fall asleep like me <laughs> is, is, and, and, why are you awake while you're watching television I fall asleep at eight p.m. and and that the BBC's coverage of the Possibly worst, except for the U.S. COVID death toll in the fucking world, mm-hmm. right? Uh, is just they should be a bit happier about it, and all of that is happening. Well, we're have well the there's these assholes are still running interference for the prime minister, um, who's now now saying ah oh, PM reaches apolo- PM issues apology and grateful nation accepts. <laughs> it's so fucking cool, man. <laughs> Where it's it's now the the it's all just ah oh, poor Boris and at the same time at the same time, Labour is now preparing um preparing people for a dismal showing at the May local elections. It's so cool. Like I when when they came out with uh the government did everything they could. I that fully jokeified me. Yeah. Like I don't know. I've been through so many Batman characters at this point. I think I'm I've gone through like Batman, the Riddler, the Penguin, Solomon <laughs> Grundy, Killer Croc. Like I am the Condiment King by popular demand. I am the fucking Condiment King. I just don't understand. Like how they can say that, stand there and say we did everything we could. It's fucking insane. It's like it doesn't it like it doesn't it doesn't bear even the slightest resemblance to reality like to the point where even as an excuse even as a like nakedly we've got to come up with something to say that is like the worst thing you could possibly have said like 
Not only because like other countries have just not had these problems because they did sensible things earlier on. Even other countries with like relatively conservative governments like Australia, but because like Britain like openly as a strategy was like, we're not going to do everything we can. Uh-huh. Like that was basically their stated thing. They were like, yeah, everyone's overreacting. Like it's going to be fine. Yeah. We-, we are going to try to make it so that Alison Pearson and like her readers aren't too freaked out by us doing anything. And now they're freaked out by death tolls. I was sort of thinking about this today and just the whole like, you know, cause we have, we, we see these polls every so often on Twitter where like the conservative, like back. The, conser- <laughs> the conservatives kind of like, are, bet- are always sort of between 35 and I think now they're like at 40 or at least kind of like around about that. Like, 42, yeah. I think. I 40, it, 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 right. it depends what poll you look at, but they are hovering around 40 and Labour's hovering around 37. Which is basically to say that they'd have a pretty good shot at like another majority if like a general election was held like tomorrow or like a month from now and stuff like that. And the British all- people demand death. And, yeah, there's this question about like, okay, do the British people like hate the Labour Party so much that they're like willing to kind of die right like they would yeah. rather, they would yeah. literally yes. rather die than both of them and then yes. like, you're yeah. saying to answer your question yes and i was thinking about like well i wonder whether like i wonder whether like the austerity is and this the idea that like you had for this very long period of time been told that like anything that we could do to make things possibly better we're not going to do because of austerity and we have to live live within our means and people who don't live within their means generally or die within our means right. in some cases or, or they, like people who can't do that on like a personal level number one should not expect that we do that but also should die rather than like expect any sort of support and because that was sort of like instilled through like the political system like labor was like very tamed by it even during the miller band years and more importantly mm. like you had a media that was very complicit and accommodating in, um, you know, basically like perpetuating that. But we've sort of got to this point where there's a large swathe of this country who literally can't imagine anything getting better. But moreover, like they've sort of been conditioned not to expect it. So even the idea of someone kind of saying that, hey, we could like do things a little better or, you know, we yeah, can- Yeah, it's like, it with like actual right. hostility, well, not, right, just, but, uh, not just apathy. But, and you know what they want? They don't, what they mostly want is they want the news to say everything's fine. Right. They want to be told by the people whose job it has been to keep them like anxious and enervated and right. nervous Which uh, is, for yeah. like what, for like as long, for as long as fucking the news has been around or action news anyway, is, keep we, you nervous. Yeah, they want is, those people to stop making them nervous. Which is also why you end up getting like Guido Fawkes posts where anyone who's like even mildly critical of like the government strategy is kind of like they're immediately kind of like their histories are immediately like combed through. There was one that came out like today or maybe yesterday where like someone was called like a radical anti Boris centrist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fine. Sure, That's just okay. fucking words, bro. <laughs> someone like, someone, someone else talked mean about anything. Um, it, how they have to, like, it, yeah, you even hear the pro- them talking about this problem of solving anti-government prejudice. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just none for of years, it. I have been discriminated against for the crime of being a person of government. <laughs> this is fucking, and the irony is, it's not anti. Like saying the Tories suck isn't anti-government prejudice because they refuse to fucking govern. I wish, I wish they were a fucking government. They're not. They're just a bunch of guys who hang <laughs> out in the government building and say stuff. They don't do anything. Government implies doing shit. What if your like, government was just a bunch of guys? For- yeah, like I can't wait for fucking Prime Minister Faze Banks, who's gonna be like, "Yo, you you guys want to live? Why? So you can like hang out with dudes? Sounds pretty gay." <laughs> um, and also, you could also have a little bit of a Brexit review here for us, right? Oh, 
Um, the Brexit review, is that so UE? UK, UK and EU artists can no longer uh, reciprocally tour. Uh, so Great. This would Fuck have been, the arts. Uh, Fuck them. Kill yeah. them all. They're gay. This would have been a trivial signature, uh, but it would look too much like freedom of movement, according to one unnamed source. The government, of course, denies that's why, this. That's why Johannes Blanc and the Clogheads can no longer play in Dartford. Yeah, right. They can no longer do their grand reunion tour. I know like, it's a deep I, I shame. Don't, I don't really want to. Do, I don't want to do the Romaniacs thing. Where we're like, uh, we told you so. All the fish is rotting. You stupid fishermen. Yeah, but we told like, you about your sex asses, and yet you. Yeah. Vo- and yet, Mister Sex Ass Salesman, you voted for Brexit. Yeah, and again, I think oh, I thought it was going to be great for sex asses. <laughs> I thought I was going to be selling the sex asses in China, where they're manufactured. But it turns out they don't need sex asses in China because they're busy with whatever it is they do over there. <laughs> so now all the sex asses I was previously selling to the Dutch who are fucking perverts, <laughs> now I can't, I can't sell them anymore cause just because I wanted control back. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing, right? Like. So I think there there is this massive sort of uh, impetus, especially in British media culture, because this is one of the most media saturated and least media savvy places I've ever heard of. Um, there is this idea somehow that um, that it was all about the su- that it was number one, it was a moral test, and so if your fish is rotting, mm. fuck off, or if your town voted to leave and now you don't have any commerce coming through, fuck you. There is this idea of like again, this has to be a morality play. There is also this idea um, that like it can be a redemption story because you realize that you believe you now believe something. But again, it's just it is more just spectacle. It is the constant continuation of the spectacle and the spectacle has essentially, you know, turned to has turned to one of um, I get continued r- reluctance to grasp reality on mm. the part of the people who are governing us. Not because they're stupid, although they might be. I think in the case of Jacob Rees-Mogg, they certainly are. And in like, the case of Matt Hancock, to perform God their, bless him. To perform their function, they don't need to be smart. They don't need to be very clever. They're doing a very good job. It's just not a good job for you. And it's not a good job for the people who voted for them. And, right. the, and, and the, the loss of these, of these industries, it's just an expression of the power of the of the sort of national id in this country as represented by capital. And, and like... Mm. Uh, what the, the distinction that has been drawn is one that I think is helpful, not in terms of an analysis of capitalism, but is helpful in terms of an analysis of what's going on here is like the um, the dirty versus clean capital regulated industries versus unregulated industries. And again, it's all capitalism. I don't give a shit about it that much. But if you want to think about the schism in, in capital, like it goes to what we were talking about with Patrick Wyman, like regional, dirty, unregulated, exploitative, like extractive industries. And then uh, national, national or international coordinative, globalized, like more financialized industries and more polite as well, and so on, right? Like it, it like just GameStop. It just goes to show the extent to which the former has been able to sort of seize control of the spectacle and is just sort of now running roughshod across up and down the island. And again, no, there is literally nobody. There is nobody in our absolute in our failing edifice of a media. Failing. Who is Very even sad. close? Terrible Christmas party. Who is even close to being able to grapple with what it means that a lot of people voted for something that is now destroying their livelihood? Other than this is a morality play or this is a redemption arc. Well, look, and this, it is this fucking only, o- only in this country would the subject of media studies be a joke, right? He's like, oh, you say media studies. 
right? I don't think any other country in the world would take the idea of like studying uh, what media does academically to be so intrinsically funny as Britain. And but at the same time, it's also just like, yeah, like, um, just like studying in general, I think is kind of like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Suspicion in this country. Violently um, anti intellectual. Right. I caught my son reading. I said, "Go back to your sex ass." <laughs> I want to see. I want to see that sex ass full of cum by the end of this week. Otherwise, I'm taking your books away. <laughs> um, and I think there's there is this there's the, I noticed this right while I was reading up on some articles from this. And again, I've got a bunch of. Uh, I actually I'm doing the um like has a speech on note cards and the discards them. I actually have mm. a bunch of like facts and figures that I realized I don't care about at all. Um, like about where where what industries are down by what amount fuck it don't care about that at all uh not important it's window dressing yeah, get a bloomberg term <laughs> that's right but um one thing that, that struck me was this is regarding um shipping which ordinarily would take the form of uh, a truck goes to france then goes to uh england where it drives to wales then gets back on a ferry for ireland it's called the land bridge and it's more easy than shipping things overseas the whole way apparently mm. who knows um and uh, freight companies are rejecting a bunch of contracts to take goods from France to the UK because the border rules basically mean you're going to be late. And if your cargo is fresh, it's going to expire. Truck full um, of rotting sex asses. Yeah. Which, oh, we shouldn't oh, have. Yeah. We should, oh, yeah. We shouldn't have harvested those from the corpses. We should have just made them. <laughs> we shouldn't have made these sex asses out of eel. <laughs> that's right. But that's um, what the people like. <laughs> they want to fuck the eel ass. Oh, the, the Dutch, man. Um, where uh, Virginia Crosby, a lawmaker with the Conservative Party, said she expected that the fluctuations in transport patterns we're seeing at the moment will be short term, saying that the land bridge route through England can't be beat. And it's like, but before they said that there would be no disruption. They said, if anything, things would get better immediately. And now they're saying that the, that the things that are getting better um, aren't get, are, are just going to be bad they didn't lie, for a short they? time. And the idea, but the, the thing is, right, I can expose... I can expose that, and I just read the news and Twitter like an idiot. Yeah, and and the fact that I that that you're not actually an idiot because you read the news and Twitter. That is the issue. Yeah, it's also why you have clinical depression. Yeah, that's also true. But it uh, it it doesn't it doesn't matter that that they've been lying the entire time. It doesn't matter that anybody is like expressing regrets about this because it's just the same thing as Allison Pearson getting mad because the TV's freaking her out. Mm-hmm. Because all of these things are happening so removed from. The, not just the everyday experience of people, because people certainly are experiencing it, but they're experiencing it through through this just barrage of images. I think it's also just. I think there's also something to be said about like the kind of failure of the failure of like electoral politics means that different groups of people are sort of like retreating to and like consistently referencing um, nostalgia as a way of kind of like orientating their existence. Right? Um, you know, if you look at kind of like all like all the kind of like the people who are still kind of speaking highly about Brexit or kind of, you know, the people who are like, oh yeah, things are going to be okay. Or like, you know, this was the best decision and all the, you know, all the kind of like Julia Hartley Brewer people mm. like of, of the world. Like they, these are also people who are still kind of like harking back to the reason why they, they're kind of so adamantly attached to culture wars is because effectively what they're trying to do is like fight for a world that maybe kind of existed, but has also been like romanticized and is basically a drawing of like things that are partly there but also partly imagined um you know but that's not like very different to other forms of political expression which are also kind of rooted in more contemporary forms of like pop culture uh 
you know, like lots of kind of centri- like lots of centrism again is like very much rooted in like the nineties, right? Um, mm. Basically, to say that, like, I feel like even it's it's very hard to kind of like locate a, like a coherent like not. I think, for, like, for lack of a better term, is it's very difficult to like sort of locate anyone sort of advocating for like a new way of doing things that's like in the mainstream, right? So you basically well, there's, there's always Wall Street bets, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, I mean, kind of. We might talk about that, like, when we do the episode. Um, but like the way that I've kind of been seeing things and the way that I've been sort of been like thinking about things is very much like you have like the two kind of like competing possible worlds are both like rooted in imagined like nostalgia laced like imagined effectively like watercolor paintings. Yeah, I mean, this is we do want to live in this. That's the thing. I think the best way to understand in Britain at Britain is that everyone wants to live in an image. It's just none of the images have anything to do with one another. Uh, and mm. it's because this country is especially riven with different competing nostalgias that all suck and are all held by people who suck. Fucking Boy, place. I really hope that this, like, I really hope that this nostalgia for an imagined past isn't twinned with a revolutionary sentiment against uh, extractive capital, because that could be what bad. About, um, wait, hang on. <laughs> Do you think that it might be combined with a kind of, well, no, I think Britain is very much immune from a uh, robust return to nature ideology. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, okay, everyone's yeah, two fucking eight trees. Yeah. They came over here <laughs> from France. And ever since trees have been here, the sex market industry has been going down a tube, to be honest, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Tried to make a wooden sex ass. Yeah. You can't do it. You get splinters in your knob. It's no good. Um, all right, I, I've got uh, I've got an article I want to close this out on. Uh, this is there's there's okay. no there's no point to be made in this art. I mean, you could sort of incorporate it into the um British society is a never-ending parade of awful images argument, but let's not. Let's just have some fun with it. Yeah. Um, and not all of them are just pictures of Julia Harley Brewer. Uh, so, uh, our mother-in-law jokes a thing of the past? Not at Pixar, writes Hadley Freeman in The Guardian. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, am, I, am, I am strapped to fucking... I can't believe that Pixar have hired Rodney Dangerfield. That's exciting. <laughs> um, okay. I, I, it's so fun. I was recently at a comedy show and a man said, take my wife. No, please take my wife. And I stormed <laughs> out. Milo, that's, the, that's what she's basically arguing. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Great. It's, love it. This, love is a, it. this is another one of those articles I have not edited out a single word from. Not one word. This is everything. Okay, great. This is VSOP article. Yeah. Uh, it's mm-hmm. always weird when a good film suddenly lets you down. Like meeting someone at a party who you think might become a proper friend, then they turn around and fart. Oh, I, damn, I'd never be friends with someone who farts. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, no, I would we're, never we're, do we're that. I've always said We're recording Hadley exactly. Yeah. Sorry, I misquoted her there. Then they turn around, bend over, and fart. Like, ah, yeah. I see. That gives it that air of intention. Like in, like, like in Amadeus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, so, so Hadley Freeman uh, recently went to go see Sallow. <laughs> That's I right. Assume. And she was like, mm, I wouldn't post this at any presidential candidate. Uh, like really? I expected better of you, man. For me, this man, happened, dude. Holmes, man, dude. I, I do want to see Hadley Freeman call somebody man. That's funny. I mean, I guess, I guess, if I ever meet her, she could just do that for me. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, this happened almost literally with Bridesmaids, a terrifically smart comedy about female friendship. Aside from the scene in which all the women develop chronic and public diarrhea. 
Oh, no. I hate it with stereotyping women misogynistically by insinuating that they all have diarrhea. Uh, yeah. Really? That's really a stereotype that's held women back for centuries. No, no, that's why they're doing the bathroom crusade, is because all women have diarrhea. Yeah, they don't want the trans women to know that the cis women all have diarrhea. They're afraid that the trans Finally, women don't I'm have it. Finally, I'm feeling validated. So, yeah. so I'm looking at the bridesmaids' uh, like synopsis on Wikipedia right now, and this is a movie that is directed by Paul, F- Paul Fake, and it features Melissa McCarthy and like a bunch of other like people who do the kind of sketch comedy stuff on like SNL. Mm. And she didn't, and she thought that she wouldn't see any gags. Well, no, it's, I think it's really what, uh, like, I think what Hadley Freeman's sort of brand of criticism is um, I, I just being like, my brand of, my brand of, of, you know, social justice is that things should be nice and nothing should be gross mm-hmm. and boys are gross. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, and also crucially, like the way that you do feminism is by always portraying women as like beautiful, dignified creatures, and men as like kind of venal idiots. Yeah, because because this movie, like, like on its poster, it basically says it basically like presents itself as like a raunchy Eight chick. Women not just like a raunchy chick. <laughs> that was the tagline. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what it's called. But kind of like a chick flick where the women like burp and drink beer and like shit and everything. So she wanted to go see a badass movie about women. Who well, don't she wanted think. to see Lean oh, In. Oh, I the mean, movie. it's just it's just the classic. It's classic represent. It's the thing that makes Britain so fucking weird and bad. Is the like as as an island or a set of islands, we're like the bits of Micronesia full of Japanese holdouts in the seventies. Except <laughs> it's like second wave feminists, and so this is a classic. This is straight out of nineteen seventy four. Straight out of where you're looking, where you're looking at the third wave feminists, and you're going, well, that that's not very respectable at all. Hall, it's it? very funny. I mean, Alice, this always just reminds me of that thing you said one day, which is like uh, the the British feminists uh, logging on to uh, to uh, shout some transphobic slurs after a long day of trying to ban pornography. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I think also it's the uh, it, it's it's I'll, I'll carry on. In fact, no, no more takes. I'm going to carry on. And it happened with Booksmart. Which, which zings a subtle truth about dorky teenage girls, aside from the pointless running joke about a female teacher sleeping with a student. Don't you just love movies that celebrate women but also gratuitously humiliate them? See, so yeah, no comedy. Yeah, so, yeah, something that has never co- happened. Comedy, a female teacher has never slept with a student. But also, it's like co- comedy should be knock knock jokes. According to uh, to, yeah. to this, it should be knock knock jokes. Knock knock knock. Who's there? Uh, trans woman. Get out of my bathroom. <laughs> That's right. Also, like I bet that film <laughs> fucking sucks. Booksmart's actually pretty funny. I like it. Um, I don't like, know. Hadley Freeman said the, she liked it. I'm exclu- exclusively doing knock knock jokes, but on yes, bathroom right. stool doors. Right. Uh, knock knock. Who's there? Better be an adult human female. Uh, That's right. Uh, now on to Soul, the new Pixar film streaming on Disney Plus, and the first from the studio. Oh, I bet Hadley's got some fucking thoughts about that <laughs> it's one. It's not meant but- for you. You're supposed to be an adult. Stop watching cartoons, you fucking child. So it says now on to Soul, the new Pixar film streaming on Disney Plus, and the first from the studio to feature. Primarily African American characters. I feel so certain that Hadley is going to be so normal mm. about this one. Uh, third only to movies about American high schools and female friendship. Uh, but again, not female friendship where anything gross happens. Um, no. I love Pixar. Toy Story, Up, yeah, The Incredibles. Yeah, because you have the brain of a child. <laughs> That's out. why you love it. <laughs> I, nothing puts me off an adult faster. This is Hadley Freeman's equivalent of bending over and farting in front of me. If you're an adult who's like, no, I love Disney films and Pixar films. They're actually really smart. No, they're aimed at children and they put elements in them to make them tolerable to adults because adults have to watch them with their children. You're not supposed to really enjoy them. They are for fucking children yeah. grow up. And it 
and they they do love to really beat you over the fucking head with the narrative and the point though. So like you 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 watch Much a like Disney, Abby Freeman. Yeah, you watch a you watch like a mm-hmm. like a fucking Disney film or a Marvel movie or whatever, and you come away with it knowing exactly what you were supposed to learn. It's like a five paragraph essay. Yeah. Um. So, uh, these films are the closest the modern age has to religious texts. They teach us. What? Check this out. Check this out. No. Next what? sentence. Next sentence. They teach us how to live, how to feel. They reflect the best of us back to ourselves. What the fuck are the you talking about? Things. Are you having the a closest stroke? Things. Call an ambulance, the closest fucking Freeman. They're the closest things to religious. They are texts. the closest things we have to religious texts in modern society. Yeah, no one, no one has religious texts in modern society. Well, no, they have, they have, oh. uh, they have the movie Up, where the old man suffers a loss and has to learn uh, specifically how to become good again by welcoming a, a young man into his flying yeah, house, a little fat boy. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's the Pixar equivalent of the Quran? <laughs> Actually, up, up is technically a hadith. Yeah, just, 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 <laughs> do, do, like. What happened to a movie that's like ambiguous? Wrapping wrapping up carefully in my prayer mat that's covered in hentai and making sure it doesn't touch the floor. Nothing nothing can be ambiguous. Nothing can be upsetting. Everything has to be just exactly lined up, right? It has to be exactly lined up with what Boy, I think is good. It would be a shame if she applied this same logic to say gender. Oh god damn. Just the 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 lo- like I honestly think that like in a very, uh, this is a bit of an Adam Curtis point, but in mm. a very complex and dangerous world, Meanwhile, where you're in worried Beirut, people are watching up at the Grand Mosque. <laughs> if you're if you're worried about stuff <laughs> all the time, the then it's very it's very comforting. <laughs> it wasn't the only thing that went up because that day on the Nasdaq, <laughs> it's it's NYSE actually. Um, it was it's very comforting to watch a uh, a nice story about people who uncomplicatedly like each other, where you don't have to do the kind of mental processing of stuff you have to do in the real world because you are not fit to be interacting with the real fucking world. Yeah, and that's why she doesn't ever. And I respect Hadley Freeman for that. She yeah. just imagines things. It's like it's it is this it is this kind of like wishful liberalism that is the same thing. That's the, it's it's the same feeling that inspired the Wolferendum. It's this it's the same thing that inspired Heckin the sort doggos. of yeah. It's 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 <laughs> all of that shit. It's all the same thing. It's all the same thing that was like oh I'm actually to the left of Bernie. I just think uh, you know maybe an, 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 it's another candidate turn. It's all of that shit. What was that uh, voice? Trying to do an awful American voice. Ah, the um, awful American. I love yes. that book. <laughs> Um, and, and so she goes on I had especially high hopes for Soul Because people have been tweeting about how transcendent it is Obviously ah, That should give you low hopes About a film I, d- I don't understand how she's gone this far in life Without understanding how anything works Like if a film comes out and loads of idiots are tweeting Stuff like it's so transcendent That means it sucks That means it fucking sucks Soul is about a jazz musician uh, Joe who has a terrible accident Just as he gets his big break he starts to go up to the great beyond, but despite his to return to Earth, agrees to mentor a soul about, about to be born in hopes of sneaking back himself. Joel is assi- Joe is assigned the notorious Soul 22, whose constant negativity drove previous mentors, including Muhammad Ali and Carl Jung, to despair. Soul 22 is voiced by Tina Fey, and understandably, given she's yet to be oh, born, Jesus Joe Christ. asks, why do you sound like a middle-aged white woman? I just use this voice because it annoys people, 22 replies. It's very effective, says Joe. Record screech. Okay, so that's hilarious. Just, there's just a regular Tina Fey joke. Yeah. No, no, Tina Fey. Uh, t- Tina Fey is great. That's Tina Fey's entire career is like making. It's Hadley yeah. Freeman loves the titles of Tina Fey books, and then that's it. 
<laughs> she's like, I love I love the title of the book, Bossy Pants. Time to not read it. That's right. Yeah. Why read a this book is... when you could fuck this sex ass? But the joke isn't that she's like even inherently annoying, right? It's that people are very annoyed by. Yeah, but you oh shouldn't point God. that out. If you point that out, that's a sexism. <sighs> oh wait, she's saying she doesn't like this joke. No. Oh, okay. No, she doesn't care for it. Wow. So she she's actually offended by that joke. Uh, well, it's because it should be uh. Literally, takes some doing to go into a cinema and not have the projectionist be the person projecting the hardest. <laughs> um, yeah, the projectionist was kind of half arsing it that day, to be fair. <laughs> also, does Faye actually believe that her perfectly nice voice is annoying? Mind you, a running joke on the sitcom 30 Rock was about how fat and unattractive the very slim and pretty Faye is. OMG, Queen, your voice is great. Perhaps- <laughs> <laughs> He's calling Tina Faye a brick. <laughs> Faye is so perhaps she has vocal as well as body dysmorphia. Fucking awesome. That's not what dysmorphia is. <sighs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. But nobody could find me or people like me annoying. Yeah. Um this yeah, it is astonishing. And then she goes into complaining about uh Karen, uh, and how Karen is anti white woman, which I think we read a year ago. <laughs> With, <laughs> Again, yeah. the most Karen take would be to write a, an article in the Guardian about how Karen also, is. Also, it's slur. old as shit. That's like that's like twenty seven cycles ago. What the hell? Yeah, remember when people were calling people Karen? Also, she says actually, any woman who complains that maybe this term has become sexist is told with impeccable witch trial logic that they are proving their own Karenness. Well. <sighs> Uh, so basically, again, it's like like everything Hadley Freeman writes. It's just that um, everything should make That's me so personally uh, feel good, and movies that don't make yeah. me personally feel good because they don't end with a congratulations, Hadley, you're doing great, like a sort of very personalized end of Evangelion uh, are bad, and they're bad for actually social justice universal reasons, not just because I have the brain of a Labrador and cannot process uh, something like I don't know narrative ambiguity, <laughs> or even I can't process. Uh, you know, that, uh, that jokes might have a little bit more bite than fucking knock-knock gags. Yeah. Because, that, that, you know, that, that's calling me a Karen. And if you call me a Karen, that is metal yeah, violence. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> oh, <sighs> my. That's, uh, that's pretty mm-hmm. cool, right? Uh, they say the midpoint of this is a running joke like the one in Seoul in which children are taught that middle-aged women are the worst. Alice, what you said about projecting, I think, is very much... <laughs> okay, look, the fact that your children hate you is your own fucking fault, Hadley. <laughs> All of the Guardian columnists are hated by their families. What a perfect moment yeah. for me to walk back into the room. Yeah. Truly, I must have known something. <laughs> Even their souls are bad. A few decades ago, movies like Fried Green Tomatoes and Steel Magnolias dismantled these obnoxious jives. Also, like... Steel Magnolias Fried is a green movie. tomatoes. I, She's I seriously referencing that film. I don't know that movie. I've seen it. It's a, it's a fine, it's an okay movie. I didn't really take much about gender away from it, I have they to say. say <laughs> it revels in older women who fight back against ageism and sexism. But now Pixar, of all studios, endorses these tropes. Sometimes progress in one direction That's feels tropes. a lot okay. like going into reverse in another. Why won't the baby movies be nicer about me in ways that I'm projecting onto them? I hate it when people do tropes about middle-aged women. Yeah, I hate it when so you get cool. the middle-aged women conspiracy <laughs> brought up again. Yeah, so cool. That's right. Yeah. I believe all middle-aged women are actually from the center of the moon. Yeah, that's right. And they're lizards <laughs> who are controlling the global economy. That's it. Uh, anyway, so that's, uh, that's where we are. Um, that's where we are with the state of Britain, uh, the state of the spectacle. 
uh, and the state, <laughs> the state of everything. It's fucking awful. It's worse than usual. It's fucking. It's awful here. Don't yeah. don't don't do not, come do here. Do not come here. The only thing I can say do for Britain is here. that Hadley Freeman is not British. She's American. The Americans can fucking keep her. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> is she actually American? Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. she's American. That is it. Oh, she's I just been British, more like she's just British by affect. I think she, like, she and I, <laughs> by, yeah, by annoying. She, she yeah. and I have both been like sort of warped by this country in different ways by just living in it for a long enough time, and now we're in like a Stockholm mm. syndrome relationship with it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I think that's about time. It's about time for us here in the uh, TF boat. Um. Mm. The the trading floor. No, we're on a trading floor today. So, uh, speaking of the trading floor, don't forget... Sorry, I'm always mixing up my metaphors. <laughs> uh, the episode about GameStop and the markets and all that crazy shit with Quantian is out on the Patreon right now. Uh, mm. So, five bucks a month, sign up. There's a ton of other great content on there for you, such as Britnology and, yeah. uh, so, and, and, and all of these things. So, if you think the closing bell is ringing a little bit early mm. for you on this content, That's don't right. worry. You can invest <laughs> in the Patreon. That's right. Invest in the Patreon. Uh, yeah. It is a sure thing. It's, not, it's a sure thing. That you will get episodes. You'll get episodes. You will get <laughs> content. Right. I, I am yeah. legally allowed to guarantee that this investment of five dollars in our a month in our Patreon, uh, which was four pounds fifty, will return to you uh, a lot of uh, content. content. That yeah, is, Jokes uh, yeah, and fun. Bits, yeah. Uh, bits, japes, and jets. If you don't find them fun, do do not add me. Yeah, do not tell. Do, do not talk do to not us. Email me uh, about and, the bits. You know, uh, if you want us to like switch to like you know like knock knock jokes or like you know Mad Libs or whatever, so that we're you know more appropriate for children and Guardian columnists. Let you me know. You can go and donate to the Romaniacs. They <laughs> need right. the money. That's right. Um, <laughs> when when will Alice be fired? Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. If you want to email me about that, uh, I will personally rescind your Patreon. Um, uh, also, a plug from me. Please listen to Masters of Our Domain, mine and Phoebe's uh, new podcast about uh, about Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. It's it's only very tangentially about Seinfeld. Uh, that's right. Yes, I can say that because I was on it today, and it was remarkable how little we spoke about Seinfeld. Yeah, we talked a lot about the inventory of Hussein's father's shop. So, if you're interested in that, and I believe, that's right. <laughs> I believe, depending on when this comes out, uh, my new Canadian politics podcast with Dan Beckner of uh wolf parade operators and also uh la- later lately of this parish uh the lately bottle- of this podcast lately of this podcast uh the <laughs> bottleman uh should be out today or tomorrow so uh what um, is a bottleman uh, i'll explain later <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of pedophile i keep forgetting to plug but like yeah uh listen follow to uh 10,000 posts at 10k post pod um yeah like just just do that please it'll be good all right later everybody Catch you later. Oh, yeah. Uh, the song is Here We Go by Ginseng. <laughs> later, everyone, again. Invest <laughs> in that. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.